0: Good morning, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from milehighsticking.com, and today's episode is brought to you by builtbar at builtbar.com. Good to have Built Bar back in the fold. Uh, so, this is what you want. Game one, you want to take it, even though it's going to be a... Possible seven game series, or you know, if the Avalanche can sweep, which we would all really like them to do, obviously. Uh, But it's going to be a hard fought series like every NHL playoff series is. And it's so important to get that first win that your back is no longer against the wall, you put the pressure on the other team. Um, And that's what the Avalanche did. It wasn't easy. Arizona did what we expected them to do. And clamp down on defense, but took the Avalanche two more than two and a half periods to break through. But when they finally did, uh, the floodgates opened. So uh, we are going to get to everything uh, about game one of the series with the Arizona Coyotes. And how we're going to do it for these playoffs is I'm going to be joined by a different fan. Um, after every game and have them come on and really just discuss the game what they liked what they didn't like uh, and just yeah get some fan interaction with um, with the avalanche so if you want to do it I have the first few games four games actually uh, set up and the people that I have on would rotate if we can't find somebody but if you want to do this let me know send me a uh, request on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, uh, or send me an email at lockdownavalanche@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and uh, just let me know, and I would love to have you guys on and discuss the game win or lose, so um, I'm sure people would want to come on when they lose but uh, the Avalanche might lose one or two here or there, let's hope it doesn't happen, but odds are it's going to um, and yeah, no matter what I'm going to have some people on and discuss, discuss the uh, most recent game. So we are going to have Kyle Sullivan on here momentarily. Um, and uh, we're going to discuss the 3-0 victory in game one of the Avalanche series against the Coyotes. And then uh, in the last segment, that um, crossover event that I did with Jason that I couldn't get to yesterday is going to be at the end of this show, and that is, uh, it's it's, good. it's a day late, but it's still relevant. Uh, you know, the series is obviously not over, so him and I talk about the Avalanche versus the Coyotes and what to expect and players that we think are going to excel um, and all that fun stuff. Jason is the host of the Locked On Ducks show, but we currently don't have a host for the Locked On Coyotes show, so if you want to do that, Drop me a line for that, too. I can pass your name along. So, uh, all right. Let's get into this uh, game review with Kyle Sullivan. You guys should be very familiar with Kyle. He comes on here often. And before we do, uh, I mentioned in the beginning, the show is brought to you by Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. And they are back and better than ever. If you tried Built Bar in the past, which... I talked about many times and it was a delicious nutrition bar and energy bar. They have repackaged and refined their formula and it's a little bit different taste now. It's not as chewy. I guess some people didn't like that, but I thought it was fantastic. But what they've done now is off the charts delicious. And not only do they still have all of those flavors that I'd mentioned in the past, chocolate, everything, the mint was fantastic. I'm not a toffee person, but the toffee was amazingly good. They have all of those flavors. It was chocolate banana. Now, today, they announced six brand new flavors. And one of them is carrot cake. And if you got carrot cake around me, it's probably gone. So definitely check out the new improved Built Bar at builtbar.com. And at the checkout, like always, enter locked on in the promo section, and $10 comes off your first order. All right, let's get into it with Mr. Kyle Sullivan and talk about this awesomeness in the Colorado Avalanche going up one to nothing on a three to nothing game against Arizona. All right, welcome back. And once again, for every uh, Avalanche postseason game in this playoffs, we are going to have a fan on. And of course, I had to start it with the one and only Shaggy Von Doom, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. So, Kyle, how you doing today? I mean, I know the answer to that because we are joining, you're joining me maybe an hour or so after an avalanche victory. But
1: how are you feeling right now? Chris Maselli, can you confirm this is the Colorado avalanche logo in the wind column?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Was that not bizarre? That's, I guess that was their that?
1: way of being transparent.
0: Who came up with that? Who, who like they sat down and we were like, "We're going to do this," and nobody said, "We don't need to do that." We all know the logos, like, and 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 this is like, what
1: happens when we praise Gary Bettman. <laughs> 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 and I mean, stuff like this. of
0: course, the the one ball that gets dropped into the tube, not all the way in, but just uh, you know, in the little shoot is the ranger ball that just sets off the conspiracy theorists which i love i love this stuff uh yeah it, it, was, it was it was it was 2020 as the saying goes it, it was like,
1: yeah we're at the point now where nothing's ridiculous we're just no. like okay
0: yeah uh, it was beautiful beautiful so uh yes so we can confirm that the avalanche are in the wind column uh it was a little bit of a struggle but the, which we kind of thought it would be. It, it, it went the, this game went the way I think a lot of people thought it would go. Avalanche are an offensive powerhouse. Arizona is a defensive powerhouse. So, you know, what's going to break first? Uh, and the answer was the Arizona defense. And once it broke, it was like a sieve. And, um, you know, the, the first goal by Kadri – then two goals within 10 seconds and then three goals within what was it a minute and 27 seconds or something like that yeah and um that was all she wrote granted all that came very late in the game so um the longer this thing went on the shorter my nails got because it was just one of those games where you're like this is going to go the way of the coyotes they they have no right winning this game which i shouldn't know i mean they have no right. Yeah, they played a good defensive game. But come on, when you get out shot 40 to 14, you don't have a right winning that game. But that's hockey. All you need is one of those shots to go in. Luckily, it didn't. Um, and the Abs skated away with a 3 0 win. So, what's your overall thoughts on, uh, on this game?
1: Defense for Arizona was to be expected, it was uh, stifling. And I think we got into the loop early, especially in that first period. We got, we're still in that experimental stage with how the team's going to be set up in lines. Mm. Um, I saw Bednar short shifting Nate early in that first period and his line. Um, Gabe for about a five to eight minute period didn't even get subbed in at all. He was, they were changing the lines, and uh, I felt like Bednar was still feeling out the team, seeing what lines had success against different defensive pairings and uh yeah well he yeah, I, I, the first first period was ex, um exactly what I thought it would be stifling defense and, and experimenting.
0: Yeah, and he went back to to the big 3 line. Um, I don't know, did he do it in the first period or did, was it not until the second period where he really switched he put Landeskog back up with McKinnon and um, Rantanen, but it was, I mean, I I think he, he did that. Yeah. I think he was, he's been experimenting with lines. I thought, you know, the, the lines that they started with today were what we thought they were going to be, but I think he obviously, he did something to maybe get some offensive juices going with that big three line. Um, And you mentioned short shifting Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. McKinnon typically is used to getting 22 23 uh, minutes on the ice. He only had 18, and I say only like that's you know not a lot, but for him, that's that, that's a low number for him. So I, I wonder. Not even
1: a shot on goal.
0: Nothing. No. Well, did he have an assist? I think he had a. a
1: uh, yeah, had two he had assists. assists, but he had two
0: assists actually. Yes,
1: but, but not um, even a shot on goal was surprising. That to me. Is
0: that that's surprising? But. Um, when you have a guy like Nazem Kadri making up for that with seven shots on goal and Eric Johnson with five or six, what do I got? Let's see. Johnson, dude. I, whoa. He must've had some at the end. Johnson had eight.
1: And he was firing them from the blue line. Like he used to do <laughs> a couple of years ago with Barry back there where they would fire it off from the blue yeah, line. Yeah. Right.
0: Wow. Uh, th- then Eric Johnson must've had some like garbage time shots on goal or something like that because he had five or six more than halfway through the third. Um, so, wow. A seven for Kadri, eight for Johnson. Johnson with an assist on the day. Um, yeah, and, and this does this not just make this team m- more dangerous when, sure, Nathan McKinnon has two assists, great. Um, but like you said, not a single shot on goal. And for the guy who pretty much – you know, I don't want to say year in year out like he's he's doing this every single year. But I will say year in and year out, he's in like the top three of shots on goal. To not have one, um, I'm not even concerned about that. I'm not concerned. About, I'm I'm more impressed with this team uh, is that stacked where he cannot have a shot on goal and they're okay.
1: And we're getting production like we're just talking about EJ. When was the last time we talked about EJ all year? Oh my God, it's yeah, yeah. And Look he's this. he's returned back to his previous form. We're getting contributions from JT Comfort. I mean, oh man,
0: yeah. He and looks really the ability,
1: good. the confidence that Bednar has in the team to cycle things out early in the game and get contributions and not re- have to heavily rely on Nathan McKinnon should speak volumes to the um, depth of this team and how good we actually can be in this playoff series yeah
0: and uh and and you you just know nathan mckinnon and again i don't want to make light of it he had two assists so he got on the stat sheet twice um to be as good as they are with him not playing his normal style of game not having a shot on goal when he finally does flip the switch uh it's just going to be bad news for for Arizona, I, 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 and I'll hold off onto it cause I'm going to air it after we're done, but I do give a prediction on, on where I think the series is going to go. Obviously I think, you know, who I picked is going to win the series, but in how many games you'll have to wait. Um, it might be a lot less than that. If they, if they, because Arizona just didn't have anything, anything for, for the avalanche. And, you know, and I think that is, is uh, visible by the 14 shots on goal. now. Everything else is is pretty equal. Faceoffs were forty eight percent to fifty two percent in way of Colorado. Um, Colorado's one for two on the power play. Arizona also had two power plays but did not score on them. Um, hits were just about equal and block shots were just about equal. But that glaring shots on goal is going to be a problem if Arizona can't figure it out, and this series could be over. Uh, really quickly if they don't figure it out.
1: And I really think that the goal scoring burst that we had that minute 23, minute 27, I think that's sitting in Darcy Kemper's head right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because
0: he knows (laughs)
1: Colorado has a high-powered offense, and we turned it on like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he played well. He played well. He he did.
1: He was was playing really well until that little burst, and now that's going to be in his head.
0: Oh, sure. And I think not only is it going to be in his head, it's going to be in the entire Arizona Coyotes head because they, they, if they left this game, losing it just on that Nazem Kadri goal, one, nothing, I think they would feel better about themselves going into game two than opposed to what happened when you hung with this team for two and a half periods, a little bit more than that. And then within, you know, uh, less time than it took Toronto to score three goals in, in their game against uh, Columbus. The, the uh, Colorado Avalanche scored three goals on you. So I think it's messing with the entire team's head right now. It's possible.
1: And you could visibly see it. I have it jotted down here. The yeah. body language the coyotes had during that third goal. It <laughs> was team wide. They knew they were in trouble.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So um and I, if, if we go back to when it was still 0-0, I think there was about 11 minutes left in the third. Who was it that took the penalty for, uh, for the Avalanche? Was it Berkowski? Right then and there, I'm like, here it is. This is it. Yeah. Like they're they're going to get this, this chippy goal, which is going to put them over the edge. But the Avalanche just were – they played a, a really good 60-minute game. Um, and then the fortunes turned – just like that. So uh, I know this is not a real good test for for Grubauer. Um, obviously, I mean, a shutout's a shutout. You only had to turn away 14 shots, none of which are really sticking out in my head that he was flailing around for that were these, you know, stand on your head saves. So that, I mean, but hey, there you, you, you got a shutout in the playoffs. Good for you. Um, he's... You know, he's the guy going forward. When do you play him? Because the next two games are back-to-back. They are Friday, Saturday. Do you play him in the Friday game, bench him on Saturday, or reverse that? What do you think they do? Oh,
1: I would – I'd put Groovy back out there. Even though I've been the yeah, biggest Frankie guy all season long, give Groovy another shot.
0: Yeah, I and think you, let him
1: rest on Saturday.
0: Right, I agree. I, 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 don't, I don't see – I mean, he, he, obviously I think they're going – I know probably – with a great deal of certainty, they're going to play both of them. But I do. I think uh, you know if if Grubauer you know pitched this shutout and wasn't really tested that much, uh, he's not he's not exhausted. You know what I mean? So uh, throw him right back out there. I mean, I joked to my wife. Uh, I was like, I really hope because that first period uh, shots on goal, I I think the Avalanche had. Twelve or thirteen, yeah, we were Um, thirteen, and Arizona had three. Had three, and I told my wife, "I'm like, I hope there's coffee in that water bottle, and not, (laughs) not H two O, because he's just sleeping back there. They weren't doing a thing. They weren't doing a thing. Um, They only got four more in the second period,
1: so they had
0: seven at the end of the second. Yeah, I mean, wow, things had to turn around for them. But um, what do you like? What are you, I should say, are you comfortable with the way the Avs played this game? Yes, they won 3-0, and if you just look at that, you see 3-0, you're like, oh, wow, well, you know that's what we expect the Avalanche to do. But if you watch this game, Arizona played them well. So uh, do you, are you comfortable with the style of play that they had, and you think goals will just come to them if they continue to play this style of game? Um, or do they need the, to change things up?
1: The only thing I think, from what they attacked with tonight. I think the only thing they really need to clean up is the passing on um, both power plays yeah, and both of the um our offensive chances. There were a couple times that Nate would pass it to Miko and they would be on the toe of the stick or in his skates. In his skates. And what yeah. would be a, a what would be a one-timer because Miko sitting right there in Ovechkin's office, he had to uh corral it again and either dump it back to Makar or go back to Nate, and it eliminates that one-time shot. And we could have started the scoring in the first period if the passing wasn't as sloppy.
0: Totally agree. I, I, the, 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 the passing definitely needs to be uh, a lot more crisper, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, there were so many times where the, they, they would – you could see something developing, and the pass would go into the skates. And I'm just like, oh my god! Or a couple times we're just just out of the reach of the stick. I just it, the passing. I agree, uh, needs to get uh, definitely buttoned up. I not asking for your three stars of the game yet, but just uh, guys who you feel played well. I I, I think I think Kale McCarr played a great game. He skated fantastic tonight. I, he just seemed like the confidence was just exuding from him when he had the puck it almost felt like when he, he, he was just zigzagging in, in and out of these coyote defenders um, the confidence was I don't, I don't even know how he wore a helmet today that his head must have been so big but I, I, I just I love the way he played tonight I thought he played fantastic um, obviously comfort played well obviously Kadri is you know probably the hero of the game um, yeah, anybody that kind of stood out for you that played well and anybody that you have concern about?
1: The non-three-star player. Yeah. Like EJ blew me away. I, there was many times that I would see him moving out there. I was like, is that real EJ? It's. I mean, he played a lot like he used to, and we haven't seen that in so long. That's EJ, true. Sammy G has developed some confidence in breaking out with the puck. Yeah. And the confidence in his speed – I'm liking this new little wrinkle that Sam Gerrard has. Um, well, he's there a boy. Was a, a so couple I... little flashes. Yeah, there was a couple little flashes. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, you, you know who led for uh, time on ice tonight? Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson.
1: Well-deserved.
0: Almost, almost 23 minutes. 22 minutes, 47 seconds. So, um. Yeah. I mean, Bednar obviously has, has trust in him. So, uh, and, and everything coming out of this, you know, s- slim down training camp was what got into Eric Johnson. He looked fantastic in training camp and that's, and then the question was, is it going to carry over into the games so far between whatever about that, you know, exhibition game, but the, um, the round robin games in this game. Yeah. He looks, he looks hundred
1: percent ready to go. Yeah. I was, I was pleasantly surprised and, I wasn't expecting it, like just yeah. to see his production, and he wasn't a liability. Um, he wasn't kind of lunking out there like Zadorov was tonight. Um, yeah, EJ no, was, <laughs> was. Oh, that's. A, that's I don't know what's answer. getting
0: into him, man. I, I'm just. I, I, I I'm I'm less impressed uh, with every passing game with with Zadorov. I don't know how I'm talking about Cal McCar and the exuding confidence. I just feel like Zadorov has like none right now.
1: And another player that's standing out to me that I'm starting to worry about just a little bit, Burkowski.
0: because of the—I don't want to call it a demotion—but you think it's kind of gotten to his head that he's—I think
1: he's—he's he's not taking—he's not the spacing is off. Mm. His the spacing is off. He's taking bad shots, bad penalties. He's, yeah, he's that was almost really out of his elements. Yeah, he's out of his element right now, and he's yeah. starting to uh, throw up some red flags. Okay, he's got to turn that around real quick.
0: All right, let's see what. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, nothing for him. So, I mean, that,
1: po- that third period penalty could have been
0: dumb. a game changer. That was dumb. That could have been I, a game changer. I, I don't know what he was doing there. Uh, and then you know he he did the wide receiver throw his hands up in the air like what I do? I'm like, dude, you tackled the guy. <laughs>
1: Come on uh um, he was doing stuff against vegas that wasn't getting called as much like he's he's getting a little too chippy gabe can get away with it because he's the captain he right. can do that <laughs> and just say he's sticking up for the team right but burkoski he's got to settle down just a little bit
0: all right that's I, I agree with you yeah it's one of those things where i didn't really like notice it. it's not like front and center but now that you've said it it makes all the sense in the world so uh all right, going over points. McKinnon with the two assists. JT Confer with the goal. Man, he – I said in yesterday's show, like, maybe he's just one of those guys that can turn it on in the playoffs because uh, his playoffs last year were great, and he's off to a good start now. So, goal for him. Donskoy with an assist. Kadri with the goal, of course. Glanda with an assist. Nico Rantanen with the goal. Great goal by him. I love when he does that, when he gets down on that knee and, like – just the spacing on the stick is just like it, that's insane when he does yeah, that. He's he's next level. Yeah, it's, it's um, good to see that flash out of Miko again. Absolutely, he was great. He was everywhere yeah. tonight. I thought. Um, and then Johnson and Makar with a, an assist each. So, yeah, who are your three stars of the game? And keep it Avalanche because if we were oh, gonna do, absolutely. if we were gonna do, you know, both teams. <laughs> I would throw Kemper a bone and and give him the third star because I thought he would yeah. play well. Stick
1: taps to Darcy Kemper. Yes, you yes. you did well. You did We're well. Right, right. So who's your who's your three stars of the game? Um, we got to Number three. Yep. JT Confer.
0: Good job. He he well, was, well deserved. He
1: looked well deserved. Wasn't a liability. That's always a big thing for me. Not a liability. The goal was perfect. Yeah. Then if we're gonna go number two, Miko. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I, I, like I said I think he played great.
1: The positioning on that that goal and his power play positioning has been standing out to me for probably this whole round robin series and tonight's game. His positioning in the power play and how he can cycle. Mm. Just beautiful. And number one. Wow. I mean, it should be no. Yeah. No, uh mystery to you, it's right. not some It's
0: gotta be. It's gotta be. He he was everywhere. He he was
1: he was a man possessed tonight. Uh and he was he was getting the team fired up with his shots because he would Kipper would hold it, he'd turn around, look at him, look at everybody else, say, Hey, we, we got this. He'd get him going, right. get him fired up. He was and to break the ice to get everything going. I mean
0: yeah. He, he's been, he's been the reliable guy so far. Um, you know, that goal against St. Louis is now just going to go down and uh, avalanche lore probably if they can kind of win this thing. Um, yeah. And today, yeah, right from the get go, he was, he was a man possessed. He, he, he looked awesome. It's just amazing how, you know, we, we <laughs> when when a goalie pitches a shutout, they're typically somewhere in the, in the uh, you know, the, the three stars, but, and I don't want to take anything away from Grubauer. I thought you know he had a good game, but he wasn't tested. He wasn't tested.
1: That's what we were that's what we were saying at the uh round robin like Grubauer got a win, looked great, then Frankie got a shutout. And now Grubauer gets a shout out and we're like, "Ah, <laughs> really?" <though?" laughs>
0: yeah, like I, I you know like you were saying like stick taps for uh stick taps for for comfort, same for for Grubauer. Um groovy. We love you, and, and please keep doing this. Keep keep pitching shutouts, but uh, I, I think a lot of this goes to the Avalanche and their game plan. So um, We're going to
1: file this away with uh, Adam Werner's shutout that he yeah. had earlier this year <laughs> that wasn't really a shutout. We're going to give it the, the same way to Grubauer.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, but, but his was – I mean, what did he play? It was technically a split shutout, but he played about 99% of that game, Adam Werner. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I I agree with those. So, and the last thing I wanted to ask you because we talk a lot, um, you had told me I think it was an uncle that is a Arizona Coyotes fan. Is that is That's that the correct. correct? Now, did you have a get together for this this game, or is that gonna you know is that a weekend it's thing? Gonna weekend. Okay. It's gonna be on the weekend. Okay,
1: going to be on the weekend. We were uh, going back and forth in the chat talking about it um now is he's he a, a, he's got the kachina jerseys like oh, he's, he's uh,
0: yeah now, he's a, is he is he a smack talker or is he uh does he understand what he's up against
1: he's very respectful and understanding right okay uh and of course before the game started he said i hate to root against you but Good luck tonight. He's one it. of those. So. Okay.
0: All right. All right. So he, 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 we like him. We like. Yeah.
1: Him. He's he's good, he's good with us. He's good people.
0: All right. Good stuff. All right, man. Well, uh, I can almost guarantee that you will be back on at some point during these playoffs. Um, good start. You want to go up one yeah. nothing. You want to go. You don't want to be down one nothing, and the Avalanche are not. So. Yeah, we um, got
1: 15 more to go. That's it. 15 more wins. Yep. Check
0: check one box off. 15 more to go. So. All right, man, thanks for coming on, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be seeing you down the road. All right, as always, a big thank you to Kyle for coming on, and um, I also wanted to let everybody know that uh, he also writes for milehighsticking.com, and today, this morning, you can go there and check out uh, the latest of a series that he is doing. It's a fantastic series called the Why Not Us series, where he goes back and looks at a season in full, Um, and this one that's out today kind of goes back to look at, The last time the Avalanche played the Coyotes in the playoffs. So definitely go check that out. Um, And a big thank you to Kyle once again for coming on the show. After Friday's game, we will have Spencer Sheets come on the show and join me. Spencer came on quite a while ago. When we we first started doing the Fan Friday segment, he came on. So um, he is on deck for the Friday game. And hopefully that will be another victory. Right now, we are going to dive into the crossover event I did with Jason over at Locked on Ducks, I guess, slash Coyotes. Uh, And we kind of talk about the two teams. And this was recorded a couple days ago, uh, like I said, but it's obviously still relevant. These two teams have only played one game so far. So uh, we kind of get into the, the two games that they did play, which happened way back in the beginning of the season um and what to kind of expect in these playoffs so we're gonna get into that right now
2: welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need locked on anaheim ducks and locked on avalanche brought to you by rockauto.com and i'm joined by chris miscelli from locked on avalanche chris how's it going
0: uh, it's going very well sir it's playoff hockey time i mean how could you not be any better than you are right now?
2: Uh, before we get into it, I just have to ask, how did you like that quintuple overtime game between Tampa Bay and Columbus?
0: I had talked about it briefly in the beginning of uh, my show, and it, it, normally I wouldn't do that, but it just needed to be mentioned and uh, standing ovations all around for both goaltenders. Um, yeah, it's just amazing that you know that that's the the first game that that I was watching. Pretty much one of the first games of the postseason, and that's what we get. We're in for a. Uh, it made up for all the not all of the hockey, but um, it made up for some hockey that was missed. And I think <laughs> we're okay with that. The more hockey, the better at this point in time.
2: Yeah, fans were absolutely treated to a gem of a game, uh, one of the longest awesome. games in postseason history. So as I've mentioned on this podcast several times, we still don't have a Coyotes host. There's <laughs> no locked on Coyotes host. How dare you? So, I <laughs> so I've been kind of, I guess, pinch hitting of sorts. And mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think I'd still be going talking about the Coyotes, but here we are. They somehow okay. beat Nashville in four games. Colorado is the number two seed somehow. I thought they'd be the number one seed personally. Mm-hmm. So we have two versus 11 Colorado versus Arizona. The last time t- they played each other was all the way back in November. Dia de los Muertos, November 2nd, 2019. That was the <laughs> last time they played each other. It's almost insignificant the how long ago this was. And the first yeah. game they played was the game directly after the Yotes played the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the Coyotes started the season in Anaheim, right. then they went to Colorado, lost in overtime, and then the game November second in Phoenix, or sorry, in Glendale, Arizona. Right. Coyotes won that three to nothing. Uh, do you remember anything about those games? Oh my God, I, the, you know, I, I honestly, <laughs> genuinely
0: don't. It's been, it, you know, with this whole pause, it's been it, those games are even further uh, away. Than if they had been played, you know, in like March or something like that. They had one more game to go, believe it. We you know with the only, I think Avalanche had twelve or eleven games left. Yeah, I think they were supposed to play one more time. They were. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me if it was supposed to be in in uh, Colorado or Arizona. But um, no, they played those two games pretty much close together, mid mid October, which the Avalanche won in overtime and then uh, the Coyotes reversed the fortunes and and shut out Colorado, which is not an easy thing to do, and I'm skimming through their schedule right now. The
2: only reason I remember the other game, one, it was DL Dos Mortos, two, uh, a player that I like a lot, Darcy Kemper, who I've said is the Ontario Rain legend from Southern California. (laughs) He had a shutout against the Colorado Avs, 3 nothing shutout. A very impressive game on that one, but... You know that's Darcy Kemper for you. He's a world-class goalie through and through. On oh, yeah. yeah, on that game, he faced 33 shots and stopped all of them. He was impressive, just impressive.
0: Yeah, and and so you know that's who they're going to be going up against in this series. So you know uh, the Coyotes are going to be leaning against that. Um, you know outside of this game, the Avalanche only got shut out one other time, and that was a one-nothing game. And that one I remember because that was against um the uh New York islanders and uh their former goalie who his name is escaping me right now yeah <laughs> varlamov jeez there we but go. yeah varlamov so um yeah, so that that was a big game, and uh you know he he got him one, nothing, so the avalanche are a tough team to shut out, and you know uh if anybody 's really going to do it it 's going to be a guy like. Darcy kempfer they've struggled with him Um, i'm sorry
2: i'm I'm chuckling here because now i remember why i recall this game for a specific reason and this is a weird uh one that was the first game where the coyotes had the kachina jerseys this season that's why i remember it yes
0: (laughs) really okay all right well um i'm trying to i'm looking at stats here so yeah i mean 30 what'd you say 33 shots on 33 yeah, five of them came from McCarr. Four of them came from Nathan McKinnon. Uh, another four came from Matt Calvert. So they were peppering him, and uh, he was up for the task, apparently.
2: <laughs> I'm looking at that second period 17 to three on shots, Colorado and Arizona. How, was it really 17 to three? 17 to three. And one of those three shots Arizona gave in that second period was uh, Connor Garland's goal. Oh really? Yeah, (laughs) but the only the the other reason I say it's kind of insignificant is this was pre Taylor Hall, exactly. So it almost doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, for for a number of reasons. For yeah, it's it was so long ago, so many moons ago when these games were played, and yeah, uh, you know now they have the the added bonus of a guy like Taylor Hall. So
2: yeah, and that and that is one of the players uh, to watch out for as far as the Coyotes go. Taylor Hall has done a tremendous job in that first line for Arizona. He's getting pucks in deep, playing some pretty good two-way hockey so far. And honestly, he's putting pucks towards the net and getting some points in there. So that's one of the players that you should watch for Arizona. As Mm -hmm. far as Colorado, aside from the obvious, let's talk about the obvious. Let's talk about the obvious best player in Colorado first. So I'll give you the lead on that one.
0: Yeah, so um, clearly you're you're talking about Eric Johnson. No, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have you know when when you're doing a, a show on the Colorado Avalanche and Nathan McKinnon is on your team, you talk about him a lot. So um, I, I he's been. It seems like he hasn't really missed a beat with all of these months off. Um, and I I said in in a show last week where I think he is just biding his time waiting for game 1 against whoever they were going to eventually play which obviously is Arizona to really uh kick it into another gear not that he hasn't been kicking in it to a high gear um, as it is in the the round robin uh tournament but he's 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 ready to um really lay uh, uh what i think is going to be an, an epic smackdown and unfortunately, the Coyotes are going to be in his way. Um, I, I I just I, he's the odds-on favorite to win you know, the playoff MVP. I don't think he really cares about stuff like that. I genuinely don't think he cares about stuff like that. I think he he is looking at the end result, um, and he knows he he is the uh, the machine that makes that team go. And he doesn't necessarily need to be the guy. He usually is, but he doesn't need to be the guy. Uh, For them to win because he demands so much attention and now the Avalanche have a lot of talent outside of him to really cover when, you know, teams are focusing on Nathan McKinnon, which happens all the time. He still manages to get goals left and right and assists left and right. But when teams and I'm using air quotes that you can't see uh, shut him down, um, (laughs) that just (laughs) opens up lanes for all these other skilled players that they have now. And it just makes them an insanely dangerous team
2: what is one unheralded player that we should be watching out for as far as the avalanche go?
0: Um, you know, I, I would have to say like, I would lean towards Valnichuskin, uh, because he, he has put in his time with this, with this team. They signed him to almost like a flyer deal, almost like, see, show us what you can do deal. Um, and he started off struggling um, in terms of really getting that one goal, that one elusive goal, which he had gone. I don't even remember what it was at this point, like 45 games or something like that without scoring a goal. Mm-hmm. And then when he did, which came in November sometime, I can't remember the exact game. Um, it was like that proverbial monkey was off of his back and he just relaxed. And used his skill and his size, which is – he's a ginormous person. Um, and he, he just went back to playing hockey because he, he – it's almost like – not that he forgot how to, but he was pressing. Um, and when he got that goal, he was a completely different guy. And now he's, uh, he's on their second line now.
2: Yeah. I mean he's and, on the same um, line with uh, Landis and Kadri.
0: And Kadri, yeah. So he's earned that and it's – he's not a liability uh, on that second line. So um, I think he, he's one of the guys that a lot of Avalanche fans root for and uh, want to see him kind of really put together in in a playoff run um, and then sign him to a, a, another contract to, to get him back here because nobody wanted him. Nobody yeah. really wanted him. And, and the Avalanche were like, we'll give you a shot. And um, I think he's appreciative of that. I don't think he's one of those guys that's going to cut bait and run uh and say like hey thanks for the chance i'm out of here i think he's appreciative that they gave him a chance and he's going to stick around and he's becoming like a fan favorite guys really and he's just like a really nice guy so which
2: is always a plus so uh there's kind of a fourth liner i'm going to go fourth line here for the coyotes as far as someone to watch out for okay and i'm going to go michael grabner from that fourth line and the reason being because he is a pk specialist And Colorado does get on the power play a lot. Mm -hmm. Arizona, they have a tendency sometimes to draw some penalties. That's fine. But when you have someone like Michael Grabner, who led the league in shorthanded goals last season and already has a shorty to his credit during the qualifiers, then that's someone that you do have to watch out for. I feel like Grabner is the guy that's been around the league quite a bit. He is another kind of laying in the weeds, being the background kind of guy. He's been in the league forever. He's 32 years old. But when I look at his... Yeah, it's been a long time. (laughs) But when I look at the entirety of his career, he's been that kind of uh, glue-type player, especially for those Islanders teams and for the Rangers. He was that glue guy. And Mm -hmm. now he's bringing that veteran presence to the desert and has done a tremendous job. Like I said, six shorties last season which led the league. Um, all in all, he mm-hmm. would be the one to watch out for if you're Colorado because okay. he can get he has that speed and can get out in a hurry. Right. So that would okay. be my dark horse pick for just the player to watch for. Uh, as far as the goalie matchups, yeah. Dart I mean, I'll start with Darcy Kemper. Dude has been on fire. In four games, he already has a nine thirty-three save percentage, two seven seven goals against But obviously, when you're playing Nashville, you're going to get peppered with a lot of shots, especially that game four, that one in overtime. He saw 52 shots, 52 shots he saw, which is ridiculous. And that was in three periods, not not
0: five (laughs) overtime,
2: three, three periods and only one overtime. (laughs) If that game had gone five overtimes, he probably would have seen 100 shots. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, he would have. He would. have. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, He's he's kind of been a, a thorn in the avalanche side for, you know, as, as long as he's been in, in the league, yeah. uh, especially with Minnesota. Um, and, and so I, I think that is what's going to keep, keep, uh, Arizona in this thing, um, and make it a difficult series. It comes down to, to goaltending for them because I don't think Arizona can hang with Colorado speed. Um, uh, I, and, and i feel like they're, they're gonna rely on their defense which is what they do I yeah, mean, that's what, it seems that's like they are, they are a defensive right right so it, it it will fall in line with their style of play um they just really need to be on their game because uh if the avalanche can get going and get swarming all over the place um it might be difficult but then then you have to be kemper which is mm-hmm. easier said than done and um yeah he he's he's the I mean, he's the one guy that I am looking at. Sure, you have your Taylor Hall and stuff like that, and even it's it's going to be uh, nice to see Carl Soderberg, yeah, uh, kind of go against his old team in Colorado. But um, it for for me, it's how many times can they get it past Kemper?
2: How about Colorado's goalie? How is he looking in your opinion? Um, both of these guys. This
0: this was a competition going into this you know uh, season reboot um between Grubauer and Francois both have done exceptionally well and Grubauer pretty much was the starting goalie and it was his job to lose and um did enough to not lose it and you know that's not to say that um Pablo didn't do enough to to win it he I mean he he did admirably he did fantastic and if Grubauer did not play well. It would have easily gone to Pablo Francos, but um, I think Colorado is leaning on Grubauer for a number of reasons. They traded for him. Mm-hmm. Um, they they want to see him do well. He did very well in last year's playoffs. So I don't think there's no, there's no reason to um, bench him and, uh, and make I'll him. Add play.
2: one more to that list. I'll add another one. But, he kind of yeah. has some championship pedigree. He was on right. the Caps two years ago when they won the Stanley Cup. So uh, actually, absolutely. He, so he kind of knows what it takes to go all the way in a yeah. sense. And, and Frantos is
0: going to play, uh, he, he, he's done too well to, to not, uh, be warranted a start, uh, you know, it's kind of spot starts here and there. They have a back to back Friday and Saturday. Um, so he's, I can guarantee you, he's going to play one of those games because when you have a guy that's playing that well, why put all of the weight on your, your starter? give them a break on a back-to-back especially in the playoffs so they are they've played well since this reboot um i know a lot of people are looking at that towards can it hold up and it is a legit question it is a very legit question Uh, i think they're from what i've seen so far um i don't have any reason to believe that it won't but um you never know until you start playing the games
2: all right the time has come let's give Mm. our predictions Um, I will give my prediction first and I have a caveat here all the way back in September. I made my beginning of season predictions and I had Colorado winning the whole thing.
0: You can't renege on that.
2: I cannot renege (laughs) on that. I have Colorado winning the series, but it's going to take all seven games.
0: You think so? I really think so.
2: I think Darcy Kemper is going to do enough to keep Arizona in it as long as possible. Yeah. But by the time it's game seven, I have Colorado winning that one easily. Okay. So abs in seven.
0: No. So that, so if it's in seven games, that would be, um, at home in color. Colorado is the home team. Yep. Correct. They're not on the road when they win. Yep. The, the series. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I have it be in a same reason uh darcy kemper going to keep them in this thing but um i think it's just going to be too much any and, and i think it's going to be a six game series i think uh arizona is going to push them and and because i feel like this is going to go six that i do not feel like you know i think every one of these games is going to be close uh too close for my comfort and <laughs> i think it's all going to be because of of kemper so um I don't know the order. I'm not going to go into, you know, the Avalanche win the first two, then Arizona win. I, I don't know yeah, how I'm, I'm that's not gonna all that going to go.
2: No, uh, I'm not.
0: Yeah, but um, I know the first game is obviously important. You want to get up that 1-0 lead. Um, but I, I think it's just going to – I think uh, if if Arizona struggles to contain uh, – it's just – when you watch the Avalanche play, they just have like wave after wave after wave of of guys that just keep coming at you. Um, and if they can maintain that, um, I think it's just going to wear Arizona down. Um, and if, if like I said earlier, if they can get some pass comfort, that's just going to be enough. I don't anticipate any blowouts in this thing. I really Neither don't. Neither do I. So, um, but I think it's going to be good. It very well could go seven, but I think the Avalanche will kind of put it away in six.
2: All right. Good enough. Uh, yeah. Before we head off, where can everyone find you on the socials and where can they find your podcast?
0: So uh, on the Twitter, you can go to LOPN underscore Avalanche on the Instagram. Just search Locked on Avalanche. Uh, email Locked on Avalanche at com. And if I may, I also host a, uh, a completely separate podcast. If anybody is a Doctor Who fan. Uh, me and a good friend of mine host a, a Doctor Who podcast. We've never watched the show ever in our lives, and we watch an episode of Doctor Who and then do an, a podcast episode about it. It's absolutely hilarious. It's awesome. It's called The Tardy Tardis. Let's go check that out too.
2: You ever make it out to Gallifrey? Say that again? You ever make it out to um the Gallifrey Expo out here in SoCal?
0: No, no. I I've, I've heard about it. You have? I've heard about it.
2: It, it's a pretty big event out here. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, Did, life goals, maybe.
2: Yeah. I, I just <laughs> admitted that I, I do watch the show as well. <laughs> do you? Well. I do. Well, it's we'll a, great, talk off it's air. a great show. Great <laughs> I show. I love it. We I And mean, I'm serious. Like We we never
0: watched a second of that show. And him and I were talking. We've been podcasting for years. And uh, we're like, let's, let's do a show, like uh, a one-show specific show. And we're like, where can we start? And I just threw out Doctor Who. We both have always wanted to watch it. And we're like, this is perfect. It has a massive following. So we start with the reboot in 2005 with the Christopher Eccleston See, uh, Doctor Who. The,
2: the good thing about Doctor Who is at least there's plenty of episodes to choose from. If you did a podcast on, say, Firefly, it, okay. it, it wouldn't last that long.
0: It wouldn't go too long. Yeah, No,
2: yeah, sadly. So, but now
0: we're getting into like the Torchwood stuff, which we haven't watched yet, but we want to get through the Doctor Who. Uh, but yeah, we do one episode. We watch an episode and then do a podcast about it. So uh, it's fun.
2: I will, I will plug myself. Uh, you could find this <laughs> podcast and any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or, I don't know, Ham Radio, Morse Code, <laughs> whatever. You can Smoke find signals. our shows. Yeah, Smoke Signals, what have you. <laughs> all of those. Uh, you can... Ask your smart device to play Locked on Avalanche or Locked on Anaheim Ducks, not the Oregon Ducks because they're not playing any collegiate sports anytime soon, sadly. <laughs> but you can find both of those shows on Tloppin. And also, don't forget to check out Locked on NHL, where we have Sarah Avampato, Justin Morissette, among others, hosting Locked on NHL. And I'm sure they're going to talk about the craziness that happened Tuesday mm. night afternoon, morning, whatever. They're going to talk about it. What was the total runtime of that game? Uh, Six and a half hours. Oh, man. Yep. I loved every minute of it. That's like a trilogy of (laughs) movies. Uh, Finally, on the Twitters, you can find this show at LO underscore Ducks and find me at Stimpy JD, as in Ren and Stimpy. Got to love love Nicktoons, man. Uh, Thanks once again to Chris for coming on. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks, man. Good
2: time. For locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason JD Hernandez. Saying, have a great rest of the day. Stay safe. Be kind to each other. And since you are a guest, you get to quack along with me. Yeah. What do I do? Like the have you seen Mighty Ducks?
0: Oh, the Mighty Ducks! Quack. Yeah, okay. quack, ah.
2: quack, 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 quack. Ah. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, that's awesome. Ducks fly together, <laughs> Anaheim. Go, Abs, go!